Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. Oh, yeah! Welcome back to another episode of Tube Talk presented by vidIQ. I am your host, Viper, the man about tech executive producer of social media here at the IQ. And before I can get into a very important episode of the podcast, I got to acknowledge you all on Twitter. I love it when you guys tweet at the vidIQ Twitter account using the hashtag TubeTalk. So first up, we got my man, Dave, And Dave says, hey, vidIQ TubeTalk, love the podcast on thumbnails. Follow up. We're told to include faces. Is your own Yufu before you have a following to recognize, or is it the same as keeping branding out? Would a related celeb face be better for clicks? So here's my view on including faces on your thumbnail. You should absolutely be including your face on your thumbnail because having your face on a thumbnail allows you that opportunity to establish an emotional connection with a potential viewer. And that is so important for people to like get to know you better or for them to have that emotional attachment to the potential of watching your video. So, yeah, I would definitely say, Dave, put your face on the thumbnail, especially if you're like making a shock emotion or you're doing the prototypical YouTube face with the big mouth wide open or you're sad or you're just looking troubled. Whatever you got to do, definitely put your face on the thumbnail to establish that emotional connection. So somebody will wonder, well, why is he looking like that? Let me click on it to see what this video is about. Now, to answer your question about celebrities, if the video is relating to a particular celebrity, then yes, at that point, you might want to consider including their face because obviously they have the notoriety and the viewer might be more quick to click on the thumbnail if the celeb face is in it, if the video is about that celeb. Now, if the video is not about the celeb, then don't put the celeb face in the thumbnail. Like, because that's the literal definition of clickbait and people don't like that. So don't do that. But if the video is related to the celeb or that celebrity is the topic of the video, then yes, by all means, go ahead and put their face in the thumbnail. But that does not mean that you can't put your face in the thumbnail as well. I would say put your face in the thumbnail before the celeb face because uh, you want people to relate to you. So definitely go ahead and use your face. Second up, we got Tim from Wells thanking me for the answer that I gave last week about his question about the difference between brow features and suggested. Tim, I appreciate you listening to the podcast, my dude. Thank you. I'm glad I was able to help you out. That's the whole goal of the podcast. I literally come on here every single week to make sure that I'm providing some type of value, whether that be through me or be through my guests, different things like that. I'm glad you're getting youth out of the podcast and you're finding value. So thank you for listening to Tim. Always appreciate you, my dude. And next up, we got my man, John Scott, who says no one can ever say the words, let's roll to me without saying the words to the podcast in response. <laughs> John, man, you know, I love you, man. I appreciate you always listening to the podcast. Thank you. We don't have a guest this week. It's just me. And I have a very important subject to discuss. But you know what, John? Jeff, for you, I didn't tell me to shut up with the prologue and let's get into it and let's roll to the podcast. So, your boy Viper is back with the podcast. And this week, I want to talk about the recent string of YouTube channel being hacked. Bruh, as a YouTube creator, it hurts me every time I see somebody's channel get hacked. Unfortunately, uh, recently it happened to our friends at Think Media. Their Think Media podcast channel got hacked. So I felt compelled to come on the microphone this week and give you all some tips to lock your channel down and to avoid having your channel hacked. Now, this could happen to anybody. I understand that. But 
you know, there are definitely steps that you could take to make sure that this does not happen to your YouTube channel. So let's go ahead. Number one, the most important thing is something I have talked about time and time again, whether it be on live streams, on YouTube or whatever. The email that you use to sign into your YouTube account, your Google account, whatever, your YouTube account. That email should not be public anywhere else. That means that that email should not be on your about page when you're trying to reach out to brands and other creators. No, the email that you use to sign into your YouTube account should not be on your about page or anywhere else on the internet for that matter. It should not be anywhere. That email should be private between you and Google. Now you're like, Viper, why, why are you saying that? The easiest way for hackers to come at you is that they know your email address because then they can spoof you. They can send you phishing attacks. They can pretend to be brands and different things like that, reaching out to you. And then you mess around and click a link and something. And then your channel is compromised. And let me tell you what happens when your channel is compromised, you all. When your channel is compromised, they lock you out. You're not getting back in. They lock you out. They can lock you out. They can delete your videos. They can put a live stream of Elon Musk doing an interview about cryptocurrency. You've seen these hacks. You've seen it. But not only that, that's not even the worst of it, people. That's not even the worst of it. Not only can they lock you out. Not only can they put up live streams of Elon doing crypto interviews. Once they have access to your YouTube channel, you all, if you are monetized, they now have access to your AdSense. Let me repeat that for the people in the back. Once they hack your YouTube account, they have access to your AdSense. They have access to your money. So you know we got to lock it down. You know we have to lock this down now. So tip number one, the email that you use to sign into your Google account, it should be private. Now, I made the mistake of using a not-so-private email on my Google account, and I had to go rework the way I do things. Now, luckily, I didn't get hacked or anything like that. But what I did was since I was using a public-facing email for my YouTube login, I made a new email. And I, what I did was I moved all my other public-facing things that I were using with the first email. I moved that over to the new email. So now the only thing that is being used for the older email is the YouTube account. Now, a question that has come up a lot that I want to go through real quick, well, not real quick, but I want to go through in detail today is a question I get a lot and we get a lot. You all out there want to know, Viper, can I change the email associated with my YouTube account? For the longest time, I thought this was not a possible thing, but it is possible. And a shout out to my man, Renee Ritchie, the YouTube liaison for helping me uh, figure this stuff out. But yes, you can change the address associated with your YouTube account. It's a process, but I'm going to take you through the process. Also, shout out to my friend Mary, who talked about how she went through and did this. So the thing that we have to realize about changing the email associated with your Google account, really, you can only begin this process if your YouTube channel is a brand account. So, you know, when you sign up to be on YouTube, most of us, I believe, use a personal Google account to sign up to watch YouTube. And a lot of times we use that same channel to make content. So we are using a personal YouTube account to be content creators to make content on YouTube. But in order to change your email address associated with your YouTube channel, it has to be a brand account. Now, you could create a brand account. If you don't have one, you can go ahead and make a brand account and then you can transfer your personal account to a brand account. So you can do that. But in order to change the email address, it has to be a brand account. Now, if your YouTube channel is a brand account, what you want to do is you want to go into your brand account settings and your Google settings. You want to go into brand account section, the, the, uh, the brand account section. You want to go in there 
and you want to add a new owner to your YouTube brand account. When you add this new owner, that's when you're going to add the new email address. So no, 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 no. Do not add an owner without having a new email address associated with this account, with this owner. So let me back up there. The first step is to create a brand new Google email address. And obviously you can do that by going to google.com or gmail.com, but create a new email account first. Then once you create that new email account, then go into your brand account settings on your YouTube channel and add a new owner with this new email address and you're going to add them to that account. So once you add the new owner with the new email address, I think there's either a period of 10 days or 14 days, but somewhere in between 10 and 14 days, you will be able to transfer ownership of that channel to the new owner associated with that new email account. So you can, you can then shift the entire ownership of your YouTube channel to the new owner with the new email account. Now, once you transfer ownership to the new owner and the new email account, and for those of y'all, if, if, if I'm not making this obvious, you are the new owner that I'm talking about adding. So I'm not talking about adding anybody else. I'm talking about adding you. Once this new owner and email have been on the account for, I think, for 10 to 14 days, then you can go out and delete the original email account from the channel. So now the only email associated with your YouTube channel is the one that you just added in the brand account settings. But again, I think you have to wait like 10 to 14 days after that account has been added. And then you can go back and delete your old email off the account. So it is no longer associated with that YouTube account, with that YouTube channel. So that is how you go ahead and you change the email address related to your YouTube channel. Number one, it has to be a brand account. You can't do this if it's not a brand account. But again, if you don't have a brand account, you could just transfer your current personal account to a brand account and then you can go about the process, which I just highlighted. Once you have that brand account in place or whatever, then you can add a new owner, which will be you, to that brand account, but make sure that owner has a new email address. So again, you will want to have a new email address in place, preferably one that's not public. Again, one that only you know. And then after a week or two, of that new owner and email address being associated with that channel, you can go back and delete the old email address and delete your other owner part from that channel. So only that new email address is associated with that brand account. And that is how you go about changing the email address on your YouTube channel. Again, it's a process, but this is a process that can save you a lot of time and headache, and it could potentially save you money if your channel were to end up getting hacked. Nobody wants to deal with having a YouTube channel hacked. This episode of Tube Talk is brought to you by vidIQ's Competitors Tool. Checking in on what your competition is doing can be a great way to keep up with trends in your area of expertise. If you have vidIQ installed, you can find this tool on the left-hand sidebar within the YouTube studio, and from there you can begin adding channels as your competitors. I like to select a range of channels, from the ones that I find to be the leading voices in my niche, all the way down to channels that get similar views to my own. The way that this helps me personally is that I can start to actually detect patterns in the types of videos that my competitors are releasing, which helps me discover some fresh ideas that are already proven to be working. The vidIQ extension works in both Chrome and Firefox browsers, and you can download it for free at vidIQ.com. Now, let's say that you are like our friends at Think Media and you find yourself in the unenviable position of getting your YouTube channel hacked. This is not going to be easy, you all. It's going to be a process to get your channel back. At the time of this recording, not even our Think Media friends have repossession of their YouTube channel. So I'm recording this on a Monday. I know this podcast goes out on a Thursday. I'm recording this on a Monday, but I think their channel has been hacked and it's not even up on YouTube right now. It's been hacked for, I think, a, a, what almost a week at this point. The first thing that you want to do 
when your channel gets hacked is you want to reach out to Team YouTube on Twitter. Now, there is no guarantee that they will help you or assist you or whatnot, but that is the most likely role where you might get a response if from Team YouTube on Twitter. That is the first thing that you want to do. <laughs> I can't guarantee that they will respond and take care of your issue, but if your channel gets hacked, you need to reach out to Team YouTube on Twitter. That is where you begin. And then they will take you through the steps that they need to take you through to recover your channel. Again, this is not going to be an overnight process. This takes time because they have to verify that you are who you say you are. And then they have to get a whole bunch of other information from you, this, that, and the other. It takes time. But Team YouTube on Twitter is your best bet if your channel is hacked. Now, let's go back to preventing your channel from getting hacked. Number two, if you're using the YouTube studio on YouTube, you already have this enabled because you have to have two-factor authentication enabled in your YouTube studio to use YouTube studio. But you definitely want to have two-factor authentication enabled. And again, you kind of have to in order to have access to your YouTube studio. I think they just recently changed that rule late last year. But make sure you have two-factor authentication enabled for your YouTube channel. And again, if you're a creator on YouTube, you kind of have to at the point. That's their rule. But not only that, it goes deeper than that. What you want to do to help prevent hackers from being able to bypass two-factor authentication, which in some cases they will, and I'll talk about that later on in the podcast, but if you want to really lock your channel down, what you want to do is after you have two-factor authentication enabled, you want to go out there and purchase an actual physical hardware key to link to your YouTube channel. Now you're like, Viper, what is that? What are you talking about? The way two-factor authentication works, you type in your password to get access to your YouTube channel. You type in an email and a password, right? And they accept your password. But before they give you access to the channel, they are going to request a second layer of authentication before they unlock the channel to you. Now, a lot of times, this could be like a lot of people use like their cell phones and a text message or whatever to do that. But you want to make this even harder. That sometimes hackers can get to that too. What you want to do is go out and buy something that is called a Google Titan security key. Now, Google isn't the only brand that creates the key. There's other brands out there like Ubico and other brands that create the hardware security key. But the most popular one, I think, is the Google Titan security key. Once you buy the Google Titan security key, you will link it to your YouTube account. That way, it will become the second level of authentication for you to unlock your channel. So what this means is that anytime you're unlocking your YouTube channel from like an unknown device and something like that, you will need to have this physical hardware key on you in order for Google to give you access to your YouTube channel. Guess what that means, you all? That means that somebody's trying to hack your YouTube channel and they have to go through two-factor authentication and they don't have the physical hardware key, then guess what they are, y'all? They are S-O-L because they don't have the physical hardware key to get past that second layer of authentication and they are screwed. And that's what we want to create. We want to lock it. Down. But unfortunately, hackers have gotten very, very savvy lately. And there are ways that they can bypass two-factor authentication to hack you. But there are ways to prevent that as well. So let's get into it. In the show notes of this podcast, I will have an article that Forbes did back in June of last year talking about when all these attacks began. Uh, they call it the YouTube, the YT Stiller attack. Basically, what the hackers are doing and that they are able to bypass two-factor authentication to gain access to your YouTube channel because of you providing information via clicking a link or installing some software or installing some games or mods or whatever. You are basically giving them access when you install things that they send you or provide you. So here's the rub. 
be careful what you are installing on your computer. Now, this can come in the form of like software. Like, let's say uh, if you are into VPN, virtual private network, uh, if you're installing a VPN from an unknown source or unknown sender, you are at risk of potentially being compromised. Uh, if you are installing game from an unknown game marketplace, or if you're installing game modification from an unknown marketplace, or even this goes in deep as video editing software. Some of you all, you want to get your video editing software for cheap because a lot of the software is not the most uh, inexpensive stuff in the world. So you want to go circumvent the pricing by installing it from other third-party stores. But guess what? Sometimes those could be disguised as legit video editing software when in actuality, they're malware. They're Trojan horses per se. So the whole uh, lesson of this particular situation is that you do not install software from places that you do not trust or you don't know that are 100% legit. If somebody's sending you some sketchy email about click this link to install this, no, 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 don't do it. Especially if you don't trust where it came from or you, if you can't verify where it came from, don't do it. The other thing is you don't click a link in your email and log into anything. Nobody's doing that. Okay. They should never be asking you for personal information via email like that. Be careful where the email is coming from. You need to check the actual address of the email sender to make sure that it's coming from a trusted email address. A lot of times when you check the email address and like, let's say if, if it's coming from Nike, right? You, you think you got an email from Nike, but if you actually check the sending email address, it won't have anything to do with Nike in the address. It will have some type of jumble email address, uh, but it won't say Nike.com or nothing like that. That should be an immediate red flag that that email did not come from Nike. Be mindful of where the email is coming from. I myself get email from like a .zz email address. Anytime I get an email from a .zz, I delete it immediately. You should never be interacting or opening up email from a .zz email address. Just don't do it. Save yourself the headache. Just don't do it. But if you trust the email sender, chances are they have a more secure way for you to uh, connect with them anyway. And if you do find yourself in a situation where you have to log in or with something, don't do it via email. Just go to that brand's website directly and then log in there. Because at that point, you will know it's more secure than doing it via the email link. But do not log into anything via a link in your email. If you need to log into something, go directly to the brand's website and then log in. I repeat, do not log into anything or don't, do not give any personal information via email, whether that be responding in an email reply or clicking a link in an email address, especially if you don't trust the sender. Do not do it. You are setting yourself up for disaster if you do that. Again, a lot of this stuff can be avoided if you are just vigilant about what's happening in your email. But this goes back to my first point of the podcast. This is why you should never have that YouTube, uh, never have that email address that you use to sign to Google. This is why it should never be public. Because if it is, it makes it easier for the hackers to target you. And then, like I said earlier, if you end up clicking on something in the email, and providing them your login information, you are compromised. You're screwed at that point. That's why your email address for the login for your YouTube channel should always be private and separate from anything else that you do on a platform. It should never be on your about page. Again, going back to what I was talking about, the YouTube hack that bypasses two-factor authentication. If you want to know more about this, I will have the link to the fourth article in the show notes. Go down there and read it. Educate yourself and protect yourself and your YouTube channels at all costs because these hackers are very savvy and they will catch you tripping if you are not careful. And like I said earlier, if they get a hold of your YouTube account, they're locking you out 
and they can take your assets money. They can take your money that you make. You don't want that. Because once they take your money, good luck getting it back. Good luck. So, in summary, I'm going to repeat it because this is very important information. And hopefully I didn't talk too fast. But I'm going to repeat it just so you all get the general gist. Number one, the email address that you use to sign into your YouTube account should never be public anywhere else online or nobody else should know it for that matter. You and Google are the only entity that should know that email address. If you're using a public facing email address to log into your Google account, you need to make a new email account and transfer over all your public entities, transfer them over to a new email address and cease using or cease doing business on that email address that you have that you signed into Google with. If you are using a public email account to sign into your YouTube account, you need to make a new email address and transfer all your public dealing from that email to the new email so that the only thing that you're doing with that one email is signing into your Google account. That is it. Also, if you need to change that email account, you can do that. But as I said earlier, your YouTube channel needs to be a brand account. If it's a brand account, you can go in there. You can add a new owner to your brand account with a new email address. And then after a week or two, you can transfer ownership from your current email address to the new email address and owner and then delete the old email address off of that YouTube account. So that is how you will go about changing that and doing that. And again, I'll have that information in the show notes as well. If you need to go ahead, if you need more detailed instruction on how to change that email address, I will have that down in the show notes. Check that out. The other way, again, number three here, be careful what you're clicking on and your email uh, addresses or uh, emails between uh, brands or whatever. Also, be careful what you install on your computer. Do not install software from unknown sources or sources that you do not trust. Check the address of the sender when you're getting these emails. Chances are, if an email ends up in your spam folder, it's there for a good reason. Although sometimes legitimate emails do get caught up in spam. So definitely check your spam emails every once in a while. Probably I would say once a week. Check your spam folder because you might be missing legitimate emails that got sent to your spam folder. But even if they're not sent to your spam folder, you need to be checking the address of these emails that are coming to you to make sure that they are legit, especially if you're trying to conduct business with these emails. Do not just blindly conduct business without making sure that these emails are coming from the true source or the true company that you're doing business with. Be careful not to install stuff from other third-party stores or areas of the dark web or whatever that case may be, uh, whether that be a game mods, VPNs, video editing software that you're trying to uh, not pay full price for, something like that. Be careful about anything that you are installing on your computer that does not come from an official source because you could be opening yourself up to getting your YouTube channel hacked. So hopefully I said some things in the podcast that you can resonate with and it will help you protect your YouTube channel. Again, all of this information, the Forbes article and the link to how to change your email address will be in the show notes. Definitely go down there, check those out, get yourself educated so I can stop seeing these hacks on my timeline because it hurts my heart every time one of you all get hacked because I know how long and how hard you all work on your channels and it hurts me when you are out here getting hacked and they're potentially taking your livelihood. Because again, once your channel compromised, they have access to your assets. And that's just not a place you want to be. Hopefully you all have a good week. Be kind, be safe. And your boy Viper will be back next week with another episode of Tube Talk presented by VidIQ. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by VidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk. 
for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.